Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here, and you can answer us this question, you know, who cheats more, men or women? I'd love to know your thoughts on it. WhatsApp number 087-6797-104. Joining us now on the line to talk a little bit about that, specifically about um, cheating men, is an author and is an expert, someone who has been delving into the world of infidelity for years, uh, Professor Alicia Walker. How are you? I'm well, how are you? Yeah, we're doing quite good. Um, now, I always love talking about cheating. Uh, I've never, that I know of, been cheated on and I've never cheated on anyone. But it does interest me because I'd say most of my friends at some point in their lives have been cheated on by men. But I guess, uh, why do men cheat? That is a great question. <laughs> so there's many as many reasons to cheat as there are people who are cheating. But um, among the group of men that I just interviewed... Their reason was basically, if you want to boil it down, um, that they felt emasculated. They felt in their marriages that they were emasculated and their masculinity was threatened and they sought an outside partner to help boost their sense of themselves as manly. (laughs) I I love it there. So they're in a roundabout way blaming their wives. That's that's one way to look at it, yeah. Do you know what's really interesting though? Like I've never been cheated on and I would be the type of girl that would always need help from a guy to fix everything in my life, whether it's tech or whether it's a light bulb to be changed. And I'm happy for them to do that. But I have friends who like to take on that role of I'm an independent woman. I don't need a guy to do that for me. And I always find it's those types of girls that end up getting cheated on. Well, you could be onto something, unfortunately. <laughs> the men that I spoke with um, talked about wives. This is their perception. Of course, I did not talk to their wives, but their perception was that their wives were disinterested in them as a person. You know, they didn't care to hear about the mundane details of their lives. They weren't asking them about their feelings. So like they were feeling some sadness and she was not inquiring about that. They weren't praising them for the tasks that they did do in the home. So men would say, you know, I helped her with the chores, which of course frames the chores as her responsibility, right? Mm. I helped her with the chores and she did not even thank me. And then of course they talked about her total and utter lack of enthusiasm and interest in sex with them. So 
all of that combined disinterest, at least the men's perception of that, made them feel emasculated. If I, like, it's funny you mention that because um, I hung up the washing out of the washing machine a little bit earlier on. And let's say if I don't get the recognition from that this evening from my fiance, am I justified in, in looking elsewhere and having an affair? <laughs> Well, I'm not an infidelity apologist, so I want to be very clear about that. <laughs> I make I make no, uh, you know, mm. judgments that it's okay or it's not okay. <laughs> but these men talked about, you know, it wasn't like a single incidence of that, right? Uh, in their minds, this had been going on for years, and they described their wives as impossible to please and, uh, you know, that she just wasn't happy with anything that they were doing. But now you do raise a good point. A lot of folks feel like, why should I thank you for hanging up the wash when your clothes are in the wash as well, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and I will admit, while I was doing these interviews, there was I'm I'm a bit more like uh, like your girlfriend you just described there. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm a more independent kind of person, and so during these interviews, I did have moments of thinking. My goodness gracious, <laughs> why do you expect praise for this? But men were very clear with me. More than one of them said, you may think you understand men. I want to be clear. I don't. I don't think I understand them at all. Um, but they said, you need to understand that however much praise you think we need, we need so much more praise than that. Uh, they were very clear. More than one of them said, our egos are actually quite fragile. And I was a little surprised at men's willingness to be so vulnerable and honest, even when what they were telling me didn't really paint them in a very positive light. Now, although you obviously were studying this with men and you got their kind of reactions and, you know, their take on it, um, I think the same could probably be said for women in terms of if you're not giving them enough attention or, you know, maybe aren't interested in their day-to-day lives that they might lose interest or seek, you know, attention elsewhere but is there a difference between the physical when it comes to the two sexes that men maybe will go on what they see as opposed to you know emotionally connected to to somebody do you know what I mean like that if they went on a night out they saw a good-looking girl they really will just kind of maybe go for it um so that's an interesting question on multiple counts so my previous book was actually about women's cheating and those women were all cheating for sex they said, you know, I've got a great husband at home. We have a great relationship, but I'm not getting the sexual satisfaction that I need. And they were very clear with me. You know, I am not cheating because I'm in love. I don't want to fall in love. I don't need somebody to boost up my ego. I just need more orgasms. Okay. Um, in terms of men, we do have this idea, right? And men will just kind of lay down with anybody, right? Anybody who shows some interest, men are just going to going to cheat, right? Men are dogs. The men in this book, I mean, that's, that's how we paint them, right? Yeah, but now the men in this book, the men in my study, that was not their situation. They, in fact, many of them describe their affair partners as not nearly as attractive as their wives. For them, what they were seeking in an affair partner was that validation, that praise. They wanted her to tell them, you're a great guy, you're fabulous in bed, you're the best I've ever had, you know, your wife doesn't know what she's missing out on, those kinds of things. And so it wasn't really about how hot she was 
or anything like that. It was really about how she made him feel. This is literally flipping everything I would have presumed on the head about affairs. I would have thought, as I said, men follow their follow their penises and just do whatever that dictates. And women would be more about the emotional support. And it seems to be that that's been flipped. But Professor, speaking about the men in particular, the 46 men that you interviewed that were uh, obviously cheating and went elsewhere. Was any of it ever, did you feel like justified? I know you're not trying to make excuses for it, but could you understand it? Did you ever kind of go, okay, or was it all like wrong from your perspective? Mm. I mean, I, I'm very much a person who doesn't have judgment about what other folks do, right? Mm. It's not really my business. Um, it was a difficult study to conduct. Um, there were lots of moments where I would stop and think, you know, I would have said I'm a person who's never been cheated on, right? But as I'm doing these interviews, I'm thinking, my goodness gracious, <laughs> everyone I've ever been with could have cheated on me. How would I know? Um, so they were difficult interviews to conduct. And I think it's really easy to write off men's concerns. Do I think it's justified? Uh, I, I don't know that that's really even a question that I can think about or frame. Can I understand what the men are saying? Yes. I think it's intensely sad though. It did seem like these were situations where if men could just feel comfortable enough to say, hey, you know, I'm not feeling great about myself. I, it'd be great if you could compliment me more, you know, <laughs> or yeah. uh, I'm feeling sad and I need to talk to you about that. But men really didn't feel like they had the autonomy to voice their needs or their emotions. I don't think that's something the wives were doing to them. I think that has more to do with like U.S. socialization, right? Here in the United States, we sort of tell men, hey, you get two emotions, pal. You can lust or you can be angry yeah. and that's it. And if yeah. it's anything else, you can't talk about it. And so they felt like if she didn't say to them, hey, you seem sad or, you know, what's going on with you or something, they couldn't voice that. So it was, it was difficult to read these accounts and to talk to these men just from the standpoint of, my goodness, how many of these <laughs> affairs would never even happen if these men could just voice their feelings. And did you notice anything about their ages, like that they differed, the cheating differed between the certain kind of older man and younger man? Not really. I talked to men between the ages of 27 and 70, and the stories were pretty consistent across age groups, which is a little bit surprising. Yeah, that is surprising, because I would have thought maybe the older mind frame would have been, like you said, you have two emotions and that's all we're kind of dealing with here. Whereas the younger age group may be more open-minded and their relationship might be more, yeah, I guess, advanced in that regard. I, I did not find that. Now, I, I hope that the younger generation is getting uh, more advanced and all that. But it did seem like all of the men that I spoke to were extremely tethered to gender norms and gender mm. expectations and this idea that... I can't talk about this. In fact, if they did approach their wives, all they would ever say was, hey, we're not having enough sex. And that was part of their complaint, absolutely. But they never got into that, you know, hey, I'm not feeling appreciated. I don't feel like you really like me as a person anymore, you know, which is a far deeper issue, right? 
Oh, yeah, 100%. And I know most men would just, even if they pluck up the courage to say that, then their next step after being rejected will just be to hit the bottle and just go down the pub for the next four days and come back and be like, ah, uh, let's just do this and see how we go with it. But was there any, out of the 46 people that you kind of interviewed and spoke to, was there was there any one story that was more like shocking than the other? Or like what was like the worst case of infidelity that you came across? Hmm. That is a good question. They they were all touching in their own ways. So I certainly don't want to, you know, lessen anyone's story. Mm. But I guess the two that stick out the most in my mind, um, a man who told, he, he told in great detail about his sexual encounters with his wife. And this is radio, so I'm not going <laughs> to go into all that for you. But all I will say is that reading it, I thought, oh gosh, that's just heartbreaking to me. Um, and then he reread it and said, <laughs> it was really heartbreaking. He said, you know, I could be anybody. The sex he described was so impersonal and it was so lacking in any kind of intimacy or connection, you know? And when I read it, I thought, oh, that just, that breaks my heart and how lonely it must be to be in a marriage where that's the physical intimacy you're having. Mm. And so that one really, really stuck out. And then I guess the other one is a man who said that um, he really believed that if he had to stop having affairs, that he would end up hitting his wife at home. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, I think those are the two that really stuck out to me the most. There's something really cowardly about that, though, isn't there? That they can't just kind of walk away and end the relationship if they're that unhappy. Well, you know, it's a tough thing. It's the same thing with the women that I interviewed. You know, that's the first question on everybody's mind, right? Why cheat? You know, why not just leave? And and the answers from both groups are really the same. The primary answer was, I love my spouse, which it's easy for us to say, well, do you? Because <laughs> you're out yeah. doing this stuff. But they, they really did believe that they loved their spouses. They didn't want to break their spouse's heart by ending the relationship. They didn't want to break up the family. A lot of them had children, you know, and they said, I don't want to take my child from their father. I don't want to only see my child on the weekend, et cetera. And, you know, if you've ever dissolved a relationship, it is not a simple matter. You know, you're financially en enmeshed with one another. You own property together a lot of the time. Um, that's a really depressing and frustrating and acrimonious process to enter into. So I don't think that it's terribly surprising that if folks are otherwise satisfied in a relationship that they would want to just, I call it the infidelity workaround, you know, rather mm. than break all that up, they want to keep what they think is working and they want to outsource the things they don't think are working. Have you ever come across a situation where it made sense for either partner to continue cheating in the relationship? Um, a lot of the women that I spoke to had sexless marriages due to um, some health situation with their husband. So sex was just not possible between right. the two of them. Um, and that had been the situation for years, sometimes decades. Um, in those scenarios, I think I probably was a little more um, understanding 
you know what mm. what do you do in that kind of situation you know when we stand and pledge our eternal love to someone in front of witnesses um we're not thinking that hey something could happen and my marriage could become sexless and i'm in my early 30s you know that's a that's a difficult situation for everyone yeah. and, and then you have to think if you couldn't have sex with your spouse would you rather leave you or would you rather them get their needs met secretly and things go on and and the answer is going to be different for everyone obviously but you know that's a tough situation yeah definitely i can totally understand in that regard because you're being deprived of something that you need yes of course by the same token as much as it's easy to discount these men's concerns from their perspective they're being deprived of something they really truly believe that it's not just that their needs are not getting met. They believe their wives are purposefully withholding meeting their emotional needs. They feel oh. like she's punishing them. Now, that may not at all be the reality, right? If I were to talk to their wives, their wives may think everything is great, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, which was another sad thing I kept thinking during these interviews, right? How many of these wives think that everything is, is groovy at home? Um, so... For the men, their perception of the situation was exactly the same. If you've just tuned in, we're chatting to uh, Professor Walker. She's an expert and author in infidelity and has a new book out, Chasing Masculinity, Men, Validation and Infidelity, where she sat down with 46 cheating men and asked them why they did it. Uh, Professor, did you ever feel like punching any of them in the mouth when you were chatting to them? Or <laughs> did you have to restrain yourself and go, you're an idiot? <laughs> Um, I talk about in the book, one man who dropped out of the study. I don't know if I want to punch him in the mouth, but I, I did find our conversation frustrating for the simple fact that um, he, after we had completed his interview, um, so there's really no need for us to talk any further, right? Um, he contacted me to tell me that he, he wouldn't tell me about his afternoon. He had met a woman for the first time for lunch, and he thought she was the ugliest woman he had ever seen in his life, okay? Mm-hmm. And he decided in his charitable benevolence to go ahead and have sex with her because in his mind, the poor thing, you know, who's going to have sex with this My terribly God. ugly woman? Yes. Oh, yes. And I mean, this is the longest email I've maybe ever received in my life. And he goes into great detail with her afternoon together and how disgusting he finds her. But he reports to me that he's given her this afternoon of, you know, heavenly bliss, right? Because he's so amazing in bed. And um, what a good guy he is, right? For donating his, his time. <laughs> and um, I guess I didn't respond as enthusiastically as he thought I was going to. He was really expecting me to say, like, what a great guy you are. You know, that's such a great thing to do. And I did not respond <laughs> with that sentiment. Um, and he got really abusive to me, actually, and then said that he wished he'd never spoken to me. And so I removed him from the study. I don't know if I want to punch him in the mouth, but um, that was a frustrating afternoon. Yeah. Did you find actually that any of them had certain personality traits that would have rang a bell? Like, you know, maybe a man that has an ego. There certainly wasn't a prevalent uh, theme throughout them. I mean, you know, you talk to 46 people, sure, you're going to have a few. Um, I would say probably five of them were, you know, pretty happy with themselves. <laughs> yeah. 
or have narcissistic traits because I definitely remember going out with someone who was a full-blown narcissist and you know I never met his emotional needs and I was always the issue with everything and although I don't know if he cheated on me I don't think he did I'm sure if it continued on he would have probably blamed me for having to have to go off with somebody else because I wasn't there for him for whatever reason he would have said but yeah so I'm just wondering did that show show its face anywhere um I didn't pick up on anything like that but you also have to keep in mind um my contact with these folks is 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 very focused and limited right so it'd be kind Mm. of difficult for me to um make any real judgments about what kind of person they are unless you know like the five guys who who really had a very inflated ego um you know unless it just is so so obvious um so i didn't really pick up on anything like that you know i i couldn't really say if anybody had narcissistic tendencies okay cool well we again we appreciate you giving up your time if you're listening you want to find out more um and maybe you're a cheating man and you want to figure out why you're doing it you should probably stop but the book chasing masculinity men validation infidelity it's out now uh, professor alicia walker thanks a million for popping on f104 tonight absolutely thanks for having me normally being a little extra might be a bit much but not when it comes to healthcare. that's why united healthcare's health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.